When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. My name is Chris Plank, and this is the first of a couple of post-media day podcasts that we're going to put together. Uh, Coming up on Monday, you'll hear from some of the players that took part in OU Media Day. But today, we're going to focus on Lincoln Riley and Alex Grinch. As always, thanks for downloading. A reminder, as we inch closer towards football season, we will bring you daily podcasts. That's right, Monday, I guess, depending on what you consider the start of the week. Monday through Sunday or Sunday through Saturday. Whichever way you want to look at it, we'll have you covered. And the schedule will look like this on Monday. We'll look back with a quick snapshot of the Lincoln-Riley press conference. We'll also make the entire press conference available. The typical game plan with Toby and I, though, will have a special wrinkle in 2019 that we'll tell you about coming up in the next few week on, uh, weeks. On Wednesday, you'll get the Lincoln-Riley Coaches Show. On Thursday, you'll have a very special edition of what is the tailgate. It's going to be kind of breaking the huddle as we look back on Toby and Ted's TV show from Tuesday night. And then on Friday... The Coach's Corner, in addition to the Scene Setter. Saturday, complete game recap with the Sooner Radio Network post-game show. And then on Sunday, we'll go back through some of the audio and really a fine-tooth comb to recap Saturday night's, or maybe in the case of the opener, uh, Sunday night's game. So we've got you covered seven days a week in 2019 during the football season with the Sooner Sports Podcast. We hope you'll enjoy it as much as we're going to enjoy bringing it to you. Make sure you're subscribed. Go to Soonersports.tv slash podcast. 
Every single potential platform for podcasting is available there to subscribe. And of course, if you're searching on iTunes, I still get my podcast all through Apple. And based on our numbers, a majority of you do as well. All you have to do is search Sooner Sports Podcast. We are the podcast that is brought to you by Learfield IMG College. So let's get going. Friday was OU Media Day, one of those checklist moments as you count down to the start of the college football season, which is exactly four weeks away. We are 28 days away from the start of the college football season. So I picked out a few uh, snippets. We've got about 10 cuts I'm going to share here and just kind of give you maybe a little perspective. Then at the end, I'll tag the full press conference for those of you like myself that don't mind hearing the entire press conference. So as you might imagine, a lot of the questions and conversations centered around the defense. And we'll hear from Alex Grinch coming up in just a bit. But Lincoln Riley was asked about the similarities with Alex Grinch changing the culture and what he did offensively when he came in to change the culture. I, I think it's one an understanding that changing culture and mentality is more important than changing scheme. Um, and I think, you know, I've said it many times, that's something that we both have a lot of belief in and we both look at that from a very, uh, very similar vantage point. And so having that, I think that mindset is first and foremost. I think there's an, you've got to be able to come in and, and connect with guys early. You know, you didn't recruit the majority of these guys. You don't have long-standing relationships with the majority of these guys. Uh, we had a lot of, when I came in, we have we had a lot of key older guys that had been, you know, contributors or good players in the past. All of a sudden, you got to get them to buy into something new and develop the relationship and trust in a short amount of time. Yeah, you think about it when Lincoln Riley came in, they did have some experience on that team. And, you know, it, it, it's kind of wild to think back, but it was really about what would you say the third quarter of the Tennessee game to where you finally stepped back and you thought, holy smokes, this this team is going to be something else under Lincoln Riley, maybe even the fourth quarter. So we talk about changing a culture. It is a process and Really good to see the positivity from Lincoln Riley on that front. Now, if you had a chance, you can go back in the archives. Toby and I, during the SiriusXM spring tour, had a chance to sit down and really go in-depth with Alex Grinch. Now, we made a portion of that available for you in the archives on the Sooner Sports Podcast just before the start of Big 12 Media Day. But... the common theme was, yeah, there's there's goals we want to meet. I mean, national championship, but from a, from a numbers perspective and what you want to see, Alice Grinch said, sure, there's certain benchmarks, but most of those we keep in-house. Lincoln Riley was asked what he wants to see overall from the defense, and here's what the Sooner coach had to say on Friday. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of obvious things. I mean, obviously, the more big plays you make, all that, you're going to play better defense. It all goes hand in hand. I, I, the two things I would say is is turning people over. I mean, that is there's nothing that can change a game quicker than that. Every defense in America is capable of doing that. And so uh, I think turning people over. And then I would just, I, I know I've said it a lot, but just the consistency. I mean, great, great units, great players, great teams do it all the time. And 
rarely have those down days. And so we've had flashes of great defense every single year that I've been here, but we've also had the ups and downs uh, that have plagued us. And so we've got to become a group that plays with the same mentality, the same effort level, the same execution week in and week out, and we've got to continue to grow. And so, and I think if we do those things, then the sacks, the turnovers, all the things that statistically that we want to happen will happen. Consistency and then turning the ball over number one and two for me. All right, one final question for Lincoln Riley on the defense before we focus on what is really truly the other big story of this camp, and that is the quarterback battle. You know, if there is if there is one thing that has been obvious in the early months of the Alex Grinch era is he's a brutally honest coach, and I dig it. I think it's awesome. You know, you'll hear about the rep count, which was key for the Sooners during the offseason, and Coach Riley digs it as well, too, because you can't shy away from it. Yeah, I mean you can't you can't be scared to talk about the elephant in the room, you know, and 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 so you you've got to be real and and you've got to be honest in any way. The only way that you correct or change something is by, you know, not being afraid of of, of those moments, not being afraid of being honest of what you really see and having those real conversations uh, behind the scenes. And so, no, he uh, I think he I think that's who he is. Uh, number one, uh, I think our players have gotten to know that and understand that. And I think they also see the, the work that's put into uh, what he and our defense are doing, the, the passion on the field, the passion in the meeting rooms, uh, the, the history of success. Um, so it's, it's, it works because they know it's going in the right direction. And they wor- it works because they know it's real and he's going to uh, – He's going to hold them extremely uh, to an extremely, you know, high standard. But he's going to do that probably for himself even more, and uh, I think that's the key. Now, when we're not talking defense, we're talking quarterback battles, and you know, I I said this. Toby and I taped some position previews that are coming up here in just a bit on SoonerSports.com, and when we were talking about the quarterback battle, it is it's very obvious that there is a lot of intrigue about Spencer Rattler because in my opinion you know based on the the research that I did with it I don't know if we've had a more anticipated freshman coming in 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 a long time I mean he is he is as hyped and as understanding about what that spotlight looks like I'm excited for Spencer Rattler fans are fired up how does Lincoln Riley see the freshman factoring into camp yeah we'll find out I mean I with any true freshmen for us they're gonna they're gonna get reps uh the number of those are gonna be on if they show that they're ready to earn you know a a big bulk of the reps um so we're not just gonna throw a true freshman in there just because um uh, but we are gonna get him enough reps to see if he's ready to factor in this thing right now and uh if he is we'll adjust and if he's not then we'll adjust so but uh that's that's not only quarterback. That's kind of our philosophy with all freshmen. You want you want to have reps with the big boys, and you want to have the big chunk of reps, then come out here and prove it. And then, of course, there's the timeline. If you look historically, it's been the week before game week when Lincoln Riley has named a starter. That's when Baker Mayfield won the battle over Trevor Knight. That's when Kyler Murray won the battle over Austin Kendall. And it's been very rare when that hasn't been about the time frame in Lincoln Riley's career as an offensive coordinator and now a head coach when he hasn't made that decision he opened up uh, a little bit more of a 
I guess you could say, sightline into what his decision process will look like. That's fair to say I would prefer to. You know, normally, with as many reps as you get in this camp, guys have had a chance to, to take what they learned in spring ball, you know, work through it in the summer, clean up the things they need to clean up. I think you get a lot more accurate snapshot of where these guys are really at as, as camp unfolds. And so I would prefer to uh, because then, you you know, you're able to get it out of the way. Uh, you're able to you know, start to focus your reps in on a starter. And, you know, the, the team knows, everybody knows, and you can and you can move on. But I haven't always done it that way. You know, my, my first year at East Carolina, we didn't name one until the first first game. So I am a, I'm not super experienced, but I'm experienced enough to know I darn sure I'm not nailing it down right now. So uh, we'll uh, we'll see how it unfolds. Two more quick ones here from Lincoln Riley. This to me is what stood out and got me more excited for this team in 2019 than just about anything, and that was the lack of concern over losses on offense. I mean that. This team didn't just lose a couple of players. This team lost the number one pick overall in the NFL draft. They lost the Heisman Trophy winner. And when I say, you know, it's not just as if you can say, oh, they lost a few guys, four or five starters on the offensive line, and one of the most impressive receivers I think that we've seen, and an impossible guy to game plan for in Marquise Brown, who, oh, by the way, despite a foot injury, despite a broken foot, ended up going in the first round. But the confidence of Lincoln Riley and the job that they've done recruiting and kind of their ability to reload has got to get you fired up as a fan. Yeah. I mean, we lost a lot the previous year, too, and we lost a lot the year before that and the year before that, too. So, I mean, that's, that's just college ball. You know, you lose guys, you plan for it. You know, I mean, that's 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 why we recruit, why we evaluate, why we develop guys behind the scenes. You know, you know, you don't always know if a guy's going to transfer out. You don't always know if a guy's going to leave early. But, you know, you know, you're going to lose these guys eventually. And uh, you got to plan for those things. And so, you know, we feel like we have uh, we've got a lot of confidence in the players in that room, the coaches in that room. Uh, and that's just. I mean that's that's just our expectation level. I just that that it's not going to change. I mean that's just we're not going to let it change. Oh, and and of those losses, of those losses, perhaps the least talked about and the most overlooked key loss is Austin Seibert. The dude did everything: kickoffs, field goals, extra points punts you name it he did it and now the Sooners must look to find someone to replace Austin Seibert but it won't be just one guy I mean production I mean those are a little bit easier thing to to quantify I mean it either goes inside the uprights or outside of them you know that kickoff either lands in the end zone or it doesn't you know and so and then, and then also some of the competitive kicks that we have we, we we create different situations for all of our specialists and so we probably put a little bit more weight uh, a little bit higher valuation on those and then and then I'd be crazy not to heavily lean on a staff I mean our staff is so special teams heavy with with guys that have tremendous experience coordinating all over the all over the country and have been in a lot of these so it'll be a collaborative effort all right at the end of this podcast I've tagged on the entire Lincoln Riley press conference if you want to listen to it but you know, again he's the man as impressive of an opening press conference as you will get answered most questions by the way shout out here at the end of our Lincoln Riley section of this and you'll hear this in Lincoln's full press conference if you listen in but Blake Kinsey had been an integral part of Sooner football for years I 
I've always wanted to do more in-depth podcasts about the behind-the-scenes people, the the Brad Camps of the world, the Clark Strouds of the world, the Annie Hansons, the the Annie staff. You know, you hear about Zach Heffley, and Zach's awesome, but there's a staff uh, around him as well, too. And Blake Kinsey was part of Brad Camp's equipment staff, and he was just the absolute best. Super guy, passionate about Oklahoma, had been doing it for a long time. So he left to take a job. I, I believe, and I don't know if it's out there, I believe he's working with Coach Stoops in Dallas. But you, you sometimes, I think, as fans, don't realize the impact that a guy like a Blake Kinsey could have. So kudos to Blake. Love the guy to death. I think he's the absolute best. I was really happy and pumped to see Chase Brown get elevated. Chase has been the longtime equipment man. Well, long time. Chase, I'm trying to make you sound old. For the last couple of years since I started doing softball, Chase has been – the equipment manager for Sooner Softball. He is a passionate Sooner fan, and he's going to bust his tail to make sure that uh, he can get everything done that Brad needs done in the equipment side of things and that Coach Riley needs done as well, too. So I'm excited. I'm gonna. I'm sad I'm going to miss him in softball, but I'll get to see him in, in football now, so kudos to Chase Brown. All right, so to wrap up with what some of the coaches had to say, let's finish things here with three cuts from Alex Grinch and – I mentioned the reps. I mentioned the motivation. Listen to this. You know, we, we did we did workouts. You know, Coach Wilder in the weight room did did uh, did workouts that that, that uh, you know from a rep count standpoint added up to 129. Uh, as a reminder, and and I think uh, you know again as as we as we flip the the page and, and the calendar goes on to August, it's on to 2019, and so that 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 no longer will be the emphasis. But I I think it's just you know serves as a reminder that you know it it, it it's difficult to to play defense in 2019. You know, you're one play. Away Away from being average, the nice thing about playing the type of offense that we do on a daily, day-to-day basis is you really get um, a good evaluation in terms of where you're at. Really, as much as anything, how we use that in the spring was just a, a constant reminder of why that rep's important, why that rep in individuals important, why that rep in uh, you know a one-on-one period is important, why that rep. And again, you're not going to have success on every single rep, but you know, point being, are, are you getting the necessary feedback to be better the the, the, the following one? Now, now again. Again, this changes, as he said. This no longer becomes a bell cow. Now that they start camp, they begin anew. But how about that to remind guys just how hard they have to work to continue to get better? Uh, One thing I've noticed about Coach Grinch, and again, I go back a couple of times now to our uh, podcast that's available in the archives when Toby and I sat down with Alex. It's not as if he's shying away from expectations, but the talking season is not one to where he's going to flex his muscles too terribly much. He's more of a doer than a sayer, and that stands out right here. Really don't deal in potential. The, the expectation here is to have a, an elite defense. Uh, the country's not going to care that, that uh, uh, we're, we're uh, uh, installing new. Um, the expectation in Oklahoma is to... Uh, compete and, and, and win championships in order to do so, we feel like you got to have uh, an elite defense to do that. And so that, that's what we're striving towards. And then finally, I mean, this is, this, is a, this is a new. This is a new start for everybody on that defensive side of the football. And from that perspective, yeah, sure, you want to know the mistakes you made and improved from them last year. 
But, you know, last year is history. Now it's time to focus on this year. No, we didn't, we didn't take a lot of stock in what's taken place in the past. That's the responsible thing to do. You know, open-minded uh, for those guys. Fresh start. And, you know, just like uh, we expected them to have an open mind with, with our coaching staff. And so, you know, I took that approach. And like I said, it was a responsible thing to do. And then, then you add the, the, the younger group of, you know, the incoming freshmen into that competitive mix. And so there, there's uh, probably more questions than answers at this point uh, as we go into fall camp. You know, in the best case scenario, you, you got established, you know, starters at, at, at every single one of your spots on defense. That doesn't happen very often, so this isn't unique. Um, but I, but I also think that 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 it's imperative that our guys, uh, on an individual basis, take stock in some of the the, the moments they've been in and, and some of the stages that they've performed in, and and on, on, on them to to, to kind of you know go back to those moments uh, from a confidence standpoint. So I've, I've been in the arena, and so the more guys that've been in it. Uh, again, can can be uh, advantageous. So uh, a lot of work to do, though. So there's 10 cuts, three from Coach Grinch, seven from Lincoln Riley, kind of a little perspective looking back on Friday's uh, press conference. If you don't need the breakdown, the individual highlights that stood out in my mind, here's Lincoln Riley's entire press conference for you. Best time of the year right now. So uh, we're, we're certainly looking forward to – to getting started, uh, I think our guys have really had a tremendous summer. Excited about some of the growth uh, you see in the team. Uh, you know, first physically, I want to compliment the job that our strength staff uh, has done with our guys throughout the summer. Uh, that's that's kind of their their most important time of the year. And you know, Benny Wiley, uh, Brian Kagan, Scott Kolak, Caesar Martinez, uh, Frank Davis, they've done a tremendous job with our group along with. Our, our uh, training staff, our nutritional staff, headed up by Tiffany Bird, uh, they've all been phenomenal through this time. So uh, our players have really invested in our summer program. It's fun to, to watch them run around a little bit yesterday um, and see just some of the differences in their bodies. You see uh, guys that have really grown, developed, uh, guys that have handled weight loss or weight gain the way that we want them to. Um, and so just uh, there's a lot of momentum, a lot of excitement around this time of year. So. We certainly can't wait to get started. We've worked hard on a uh, on having a great schedule. We think we've got it put together, and uh, and certainly looking forward to getting going here tomorrow morning. A um, couple of uh, quick announcements. Um, first, on the staff end of it, uh, Blake Kinsey's been a long time uh, fixture in our equipment uh, department. Has left for another opportunity. Uh, I want to tell you know Blake and his family how much we appreciate his years of service. You're talking about a guy that's. Uh, that's been here at OU for a long time, done a lot for us. So we'll certainly miss Blake and his family. Um, Adam Whitworth, who's been with us here for the last several years, will move up uh, into that position. Uh, who's also done a tremendous job, excited for his new opportunity. And then we've hired uh, Chase Brown to, to replace that existing position. So uh, a couple changes there in the equipment staff. But Brad Camp and those guys have always been great. And uh, look forward to that continuing on. Um, as far as players, uh, guys that will be out for camp, uh, uh, Caleb Kelly uh, and Jordan Kelly still uh, still recovering from uh, from their from the procedures that they had earlier this year. Uh, both doing extremely well, uh, but certainly too early to speculate on on anything that involves the season. Uh, limited here early in camp, uh, Kenneth Mann. Had, a, had an injury here in spring that we've been working through. He's made great progress, but we'll be limited here early in camp. Uh, everybody else uh, is doing well, uh, pretty healthy going into this, and uh, looking forward to getting started with everybody. So uh, with that, we'll go to questions. Okay, John Hoover had his hand up. Yeah, I was first. 
<laughs> so we're talking about offensive line. Uh, there's a lot of question marks, obviously, a lot of personnel. Um, Michael Thompson's shift to offensive line is he going to be is he going to be able to realistically contribute, or is that more of a depth situation right now? No, it's uh, it, it was both. Honestly, uh, looking at it in spring, it was an opportunity to get him reps, and he's very talented at, at that position. He's Sometimes when you when you move players or when a player makes a position switch, especially from one side of the ball to the other, you could tell pretty quickly if they've got a natural feel for it or not. And uh, Michael did play a little bit of offensive line uh, in, in high school. We actually offered him as an offensive lineman, uh, actually before we even offered him as a defensive lineman. And so uh, we liked the potential coming out of high school and saw um, – and, and when we moved him there this spring, we saw some of the same qualities that flash. He does some really good things naturally. He's one of those guys that you, you hope over, over summer has, has really made the gains that he needs to as far as understanding our system and the techniques and just really you know, knocking some of the rust off playing that position. But he, he certainly has the talent to contribute without a doubt. I noticed in your opening statement you did mention Jalen Redmond. Is he full go, um, and, and has he been all summer? Yeah, he's been. Uh, he's he's done well all summer. Uh, we don't anticipate any limitations with him. Um, uh, so yeah, he he's done well and uh, progressed well. And again, give a lot of credit to to him and and to our our medical team and strength team for having to work together uh, through that. But uh, never any guarantees uh, with any of this. But he's he's certainly doing extremely well right now. Lincoln, I know you guys spoke highly of LaRon Stokes in the spring. Um, how much do you, as an offense guy, do you kind of keep your eye on some of those you know, defensive linemen, edge rushers that you guys kind of desperately need in this program right now? Oh, certainly. I mean, that's, you know, you're the head coach. you got to kind of keep your eye on everybody. You know, it's part of the job description. So, yeah, I, I, it's, it's no doubt a huge factor. Uh, I think, you know, from having an offensive background, you understand how those guys can can – change the game, change preparation. You know, one, one great defensive lineman anywhere can probably change the game like no other. I mean, I, you know, I've said it before. I mean, even like in the Alabama game last year, uh, you know, the, you know, Quentin Williams, even though I think he ended up having one or two tackles, maybe in the game had no stat line at all. But, I mean, he was he, – he just completely changed the game and made things a lot more difficult and a lot of things that we had to do – uh, around him. So great defensive linemen. They're hard to come by, and we've really worked hard to, to recruit and develop those guys and got some older guys that, that we think are ready to step in and be great players. Uh, and then, you know, some new exciting guys, Leron certainly in that category, and, and he was uh, he, he did a nice job this spring, certainly. Is it in that position, when you're looking for pass rushers, is that something sometimes a young guy can come in and maybe excel early where it might be a little bit more uh, complicated at other positions on defense? Uh, I don't know if I'd compare it to other positions. I, I think there's opportunities to come in at any spot, uh, but uh, certainly, I mean, you, I think that's whether it's a situational deal, uh, uh, which is probably a little bit more of what you're asking. You know, certainly, you could limit on maybe what you do with the guy, and he doesn't have to learn the whole thing. But you know, with the quality of offenses and all the different schemes that we face week in and week out, you know, guys are only good at one or two things. That that only lasts so long. So, uh, but having that ability to win on the edge and and win in those one-on-one -on -one matchups certainly is a game changer. And we're working hard to recruit and develop as many of those guys as we can. 
Yeah, Coach, obviously a lot of success for you early in your head coaching career with the highs and winners, et cetera. What and who keep you grounded? Oh, uh, well, I was raised, uh, family, uh, I would say just my responsibility to the people that are part of this program or that this program means a great deal to them because those things are all well and good, but it's, it's, it's about right now. And this job is always about right now. You know, there'll always be time, you know, hopefully a lot later on to, to look back and reflect, but you know, that's, you know, hopefully that's a good 10, 15 years away, you know? So, uh, we'll, uh, and don't quote me on that. Uh, I know that'll be in there somewhere, but, uh, um, you know, you just, you just, there's so much each day and you feel like you, you, time you could spend, you know, being happy about things that have happened in the past or looking back on it as time you're wasting that you could be helping your crew right now. And so uh, it's, you know, it's not hard. We, our goals are big, you know, and we want to continue to grow uh, We as a program. We want to, we, we, we feel like that. Despite some of the good things we've done, we've, we've got a long ways to go, and we feel like that, and we're, we're hungry to accept that challenge and keep pushing on. Okay, Gary Yeah, Lincoln, you said something really interesting in Arlington I want to uh, follow up on. You related what Alex is going through, stepping in and not just changing scheme, but culture and minds and things like that to what you stepped into here four years ago on the, mm-hmm. on the other side of the ball. Right. What were the takeaways from what you learned from that experience that, that you might impart on him to make his job easier? It'd be tough to, in a session like this, to limit it. You know, there's, there's so much. Uh, and he's had experience doing it too. You know, he had to go do the same thing at, at Washington State, and we all saw the results there. And uh, I, I think it's one, an understanding that changing culture and mentality is more important than changing scheme. Um, and I think, you know, I've said it many times, that's something that we both have a lot of belief in and we both look at that from a very, uh, very similar vantage point. And so having that, uh, I think that mindset is first and foremost. I think there's an, you've got to be able to come in and, and connect with guys early. You know, you didn't recruit the majority of these guys. You don't have long-standing relationships with the majority of these guys. Uh, we had a lot of, when I came in, we have a, we had a lot of key older guys that have been, you know, contributors or good players in the past. All of a sudden, you got to get them to buy into something new and develop the relationship and trust in a short amount of time. And, uh, and so we're, you know, Alex is building that towards that. Uh, I think he's done a great job of it. And then again, I think the last part of it's the scheme. I mean, every every place in America is going to have a scheme they believe in, and yeah, some can do it better than others. But the other stuff is 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 where it starts for us. And uh, you know, he's. I don't know. I've had to. It's just that I've had to, you know, teach him anything, anything like that. I mean, I, he had a. I wanted to hire him because he had a similar vision too. So it's just been great conversations and, and uh, uh, finding ways to try to make that transition as smooth as possible. Some of the bumps you hit in, in 15, was that part of you settling in? I mean, that, I know it was, it was a, a lot of it was schematic and you're trying to figure out how to use Joe and Samaje, for instance, together and things like that. But yeah. was, was part of that adjusting, still trying to get your, your hands and your, your mind wrapped around the Culture sure. And oh, else. absolutely. I mean, I think uh, 
adjustment on my part uh, and then adjustment on our players' parts. Uh, th there was uh, a lot of things behind the scenes that year, especially early, you know, that, that we had to go through and struggle through, but they led to, you know, us being the kind of group that we thought we could be there at the end of the year. And so uh, it's, you know, it's never easy. It's never, it's not, it's not like flipping a light switch. You know, there, there's a process that's got to take hold and there's going to be tension and there's going to be ups and downs with it. And you just, if you settle in there and stay steady and if you've got the right guys in the boat as far as player-wise, then, then, then you, it becomes a positive experience. You grow from it and the trust, relationships, bond is, is, is created and then you take off from there. Lincoln, over the last three or four years, you've almost had the ability to take the kicking game for granted. What are you looking for out of those new guys coming into fall camp? Yeah, consistency. You know, I would say would be number one. I mean, there's they're they're all very talented. You know, there's no doubt that we have the ability. You know, in that room right now, and it's the I think it's the consistency of what we want them to do. The sense of urgency, which you know, we've really seen from all the guys as. You know, this opportunity has, has unfolded for them, and, and they know this is kind of their time to go get it. And uh, we've got great competition at those spots. And, and then also they've had a great example here the last few years of, of you know, how to train, how to really, you know, handle yourself like a pro. Uh, Austin Seibert just, you know, you know, kind of really embodied all those qualities. And so learning from that, uh, I, I'm certainly excited for the opportunity to not have one guy doing all of them. It was Great and a huge challenge at the same time, and difficult um, and probably not ideal. Uh, so uh, excited for some of the bright spots we saw from that in the uh, spring, and kind of like when we talked about Michael Thompson earlier. I mean, another group that you're really excited to see what's the jump they've made this summer. You know, because that's one skill probably more than probably more than any other thing in football. You can practice the the special teams execution by specialists, whether it's snaps, holds, kicks, punts, whatever, you can practice that as close to game-like in summer of anything else. It's hard to simulate, you know, getting in pads and blocking a big D lineman or a receiver going over the middle and get, catching and taking a hit. You can't always simulate that in summer. These guys can, they can do it just about everything without a crowd out there. And so uh, hopefully they've made a big jump. Another question on Alex. In the spring, he was he was fairly honest publicly, sometimes a little shockingly um, honest with some of the things he said about the defense and the struggles and, and that sort of thing. How, if he was outwardly that way, I'm sure he was behind the scenes with the guys. How did he balance um, trying to build but also not shying away from what they were and what they needed to improve on? Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't be scared to talk about the elephant in the room, you know, and 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 so. You, you've got to be real and, and you've got to be honest in any way. The only way that you correct or change something is by, you know, not be afraid of, of, of those moments, not being afraid of being honest of what you really see and having those real conversations uh, behind the scenes. And so oh, he, uh, I think he, I think that's who he is. Uh, number one, uh, I think our players have gotten to know that and understand that. And I think they also see the, the work that's put into uh, what he and our defense are doing, the, the passion on the field, the passion in the meeting rooms, uh, the, the history of success. Um, so it's, it's, it works because they know it's going in the right direction. And they wor it works because they know it's real and he's going to uh, 
he's going to hold them extremely uh, to an extremely you know high standard, but he's going to do that probably for himself even more, and uh, I think that's the key. Lincoln, and Neville was one of the bigger uh, notable guys, I guess, that lost a lot of weight in the spring, but I, I saw a note earlier that uh, Dylan is down a ton of weight too. How big of a deal is that, that these guys are going to be a lot lighter now, and how noticeable is that going to be the way they play, you think? Yeah, you know, it's you know, our deal is going to is speed D, you know, and 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 sometimes as you evaluate these guys, it's it's trying to find an ideal weight where they can be at their best condition, the quickest, the fastest, the most explosive. Now, there is at some of these positions also the thought of you know you can't get too far under, you know, and so that's not like we've just recklessly said, you know, go in there and shed as much weight as you possibly can. You know, we've we've had. Uh, you know, long discussions and very detailed targets for these guys to hit. They've done a good job buying into it. You know, they, they even started this spring, and I think a lot of our guys were able to see just the results of, you know, they only had a short offseason period to trim some before spring ball, but I think a lot of our defensive linemen in particular felt the difference, and we could see the difference. So the exciting thing is if, if you get five pounds closer to that target weight through summer, how much better is that? And so uh, we feel like we've got the size and girth to do what we need to do on the front. Uh, we wanted to be able to make those guys a little more active. And then also I think it's adjusting for the game. I mean, you you play you play a lot of plays. I mean, that's just the nature of football right now. And, uh, and so having those guys in great condition and able to play a lot of snaps is also a big part of it. Uh, on that note, uh, what are you looking for? What do you hope to see on your defense that you didn't see in the last couple of years in terms of this improvement? Like Kerry talked about, you know, pressure on the quarterback on the second day. What what are some of the things you hope to see? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of obvious things. I mean, obviously, the more you know, big plays you make, all that, it, you're going to play better defense. It all goes hand in hand. I, I, the two things I would say is 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 turning people over. I mean, that is. You know, there's there's nothing that can change a game quicker uh, than than that, and and every and every defense in America is capable of doing that. And so, uh, um, I think turning people over, and then I would just I, I know I've said it a lot, but just the consistency. I mean, great great units, great players, great teams do it all the time, and and rarely have those down days. And so, we've had flashes of great defense every single year that I've been here. But we've also had the ups and downs uh, that have plagued us. And so we've got to become a group that plays with the same mentality, uh, the same effort level, the same execution week in and week out. And we've got to continue to grow. And so, and I think if we do those things, then the sacks, the turnovers, all the things st statistically that we want to happen will happen. But uh, um, consistency and then turning the ball over, number one and two for me. Coach, knowing how important camp reps are for everyone, but certainly for quarterbacks, do you prefer to name a starter during camp, and do you anticipate doing that? Uh, that's fair to say I would prefer to. Um, you know, normally, with as many reps as you get in this camp, uh, Guys have had a chance to to take what they learned in spring ball, you know, work through it in the summer, uh, clean up the things they need to clean up. I think you get a lot more accurate snapshot of where these guys are really at uh, as camp unfolds. And so, 
Uh, I would prefer to uh, because then you you know you're able to get it out of the way. Uh, you're able to uh, you know start to focus your reps in on a starter, um, and and you know then the team knows, everybody knows, and you can and you can move on. Um, but I haven't always done it that way. You know, my, my first year at East Carolina, we didn't name one until the first first game. So I am a, I'm not super experienced, but I'm experienced enough to know I darn sure I'm not nailing it down right now. So uh, we'll uh, we'll see how it unfolds. Bob on the right. Lincoln, second year of the four game red uh, red shirt rule. Did you like the first year, and did it change anything for you guys in the way you did things? Uh, we did like it. I, I thought it was a positive rule. Uh, it, it did. It certainly, you know, a lot of conversations. I mean, weekly, if not daily, conversations about how you're how you're going to deploy those guys, um, and and so, and I think there will continue to be new situations that come up. I mean, you know, Caleb Kelly's an obvious example of a guy that going through an injury that has a red shirt year available. That you know, there may be some interesting decisions down the line with him, depending on how his rehab goes. And so, you know, you just it'll be. Uh, and we had some interesting ones last year, you know, some that we really went back and forth on and really tried to look at from every different angle. So it does, it, ha- it has changed the game. I do think it's a positive. Uh, I think as the years go on, we'll continue to have more and more situations that we'll be able to learn from and continue to develop our philosophy. But I think a positive rule change and one that's discussed pretty often with us. Yeah, you said at Big 12 Media Days, you didn't expect there to be a drop-off offensively. What are some reasons why you feel there won't be that drop-off, given everything that you guys are losing? Yeah, I mean, we lost a lot the previous year, too, and we lost a lot the year before that and the year before that, too. So, I mean, that's that's just college ball. You know, you lose guys, you plan for it, you know. I mean, that's 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 why we recruit, why we evaluate, why we develop guys behind the scenes. You know... You know, you don't always know if a guy's going to transfer out. You don't always know if a guy's going to leave early. But you know, you know you're going to lose these guys eventually, and uh, you got to plan for those things. And so, you know, we feel like we have. Uh, we got a lot of confidence in the players in that room, the coaches in that room, uh, and that's just. I mean, that's that's just our expectation level. I just that that it's not going to change. I mean, that's just we're not going to let it change. With, with Dan and Derek King waiting for you guys to start the season, is there a sense of urgency to kind of get the defense moving maybe even more in the right direction um, during camp? Uh, I wouldn't say more. I mean, I think we're, we'd be moving with a pretty big sense of urgency no matter what. Uh, but certainly realize that, that, that you know we're going to play a really good football team week one. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun here Sunday night You know, with the – Eyes of the country and the world on us, so that's going to be a blast. Uh, no question, they'll be, you know, very good offensively. You know, you know, Derek's a phenomenal player. Remember watching him all the way back in high school down in the Houston area, and obviously we know Dana's reputation, well-deserved reputation as a coach and an offensive mind, and, and he's put together a quality staff there. So it'll be a great challenge. It, it does. Uh, it's always, you know, it's always fun to play a, a really, really, really good opponent first. So it'll be, it'll be a fun one for sure. Gotcha. Going back to your quarterback competition, just what do you need to see out of those guys before you make a decision on your starter? Uh, I think the command of command of the offense, command of of the offensive players, the unit, the unit as a whole. Uh, uh, you know, consistent productivity. 
uh, guys are going to take care of the ball and, and play the position that the way that we expect it to be played here. And uh, so it's, I don't know, it's just one of those things like kind of when you know, you know, you know, it's, it's I've tried before to try to put kind of metrics to it or numbers to it or, and, and we, we evaluate, we, we do evaluate stats, but I think it's more of a, it's more of a feel that it's more than than just the numbers. It's it's the feel of the guy that's gonna not only produce and play the best, but also lead the best as well. You kind of, you kind of uh, you just kind of answered the question that I was gonna ask, but just kind of last year you kind of said you know or, or previous years you were like ten days prior was like the, the opening game you would like to name a starter. Is that kind of where your timeline fits of the QB, or is it just like you said, play by year. Yeah, it's it's just kind of worked out like that the last few years. I mean, it was as we'd gotten that many reps, it was a, a point that we felt like we'd seen enough um, and and were ready to make that decision and still have enough time to 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 get uh, the starter enough reps to feel like have him ready to play the first game. So it worked out that way, but certainly no guarantees right now. I mean, they just they all unfold differently. You know, they all do. I mean, I. The, to, to give you an example, the first year here when we had, uh, you know, uh, Baker, Cody, and Trevor, you know, I I was dead set on, I can't rip three of these guys forever. Um, now maybe two, you can go a little bit longer. So I I, at, I went in saying that this certain day I'm a, I got to cut off a third guy, and I never did, because they were like they were both all three playing so good we couldn't, and we felt like. We were getting the reps and moving in the right direction that we could afford to, to rep all three. Uh, you know, who knows if that happens again? So it, my point being, you just always have to adjust and, and understand they're all fluid, they're all different. Uh, number one job is, or the number one goal with it is just get the right guy. And so that that the philosophy behind it won't change. Time for just a few more, Jason Kersey. Yeah, Lincoln. Given that he wasn't here this spring, how does Spencer factor in when you're splitting reps during fall camp? Yeah, we'll find out. I mean, I with any true freshman for us, they're gonna they're gonna get reps. Uh, the number of those are gonna be on if they show that they're ready to earn, you know, a, a big bulk of the reps. Um, so we're not just gonna throw a true freshman in there just because. Um, uh, but we are gonna get him enough reps to see if he's ready to factor in this thing right now. And uh, if he is, we'll adjust. And if he's not, then we'll adjust. So, but uh, that's that's not only quarterback. That's kind of our philosophy with all freshmen. You want you want to have reps with the big boys, and you want to have the big chunk of reps. Then come out here and prove it. Jenny, Lincoln, um, you know, obviously people will talk about the run of uh, transfers: Baker, Kyler, now Jalen. But Jalen's on a more condensed time schedule right. than those other two guys were. How does that? Factor into how you rolled out the offense, the learning. How, how have you adjusted to the to the time of him? Uh, the timeline it, it has been different. Uh, there, there's there's no doubt about it. I think I think the biggest adjustment is just continuing to spend time with him off the field of just just getting to know each other. I mean, I you, you can progress and teach it and. You know, it's been effective in the past because there's been there's been great relationships behind that, and and a lot of trust built up behind that. And so, it, it to me, the story is not so much of 
trying to get him caught up learning the offense. It's more trying to build the relationships and trust that a lot, a lot of times takes years and years. You know, whether that's trust with, with, with me, with other coaches, with the players, I mean, that, that to me is the, the whole deal. You know, and I think if that can be developed at a high level, the, the scheme stuff will come. And uh, we, we can get that taught. And Jalen's been in a lot of different offenses, a lot of different coordinators. I mean, he's, he's, he's seen a lot of ball, you know. So, I mean, that's the, the, the more intangible part of it, if you will, is probably, the I think, the bigger key. Yeah, you've never Lincoln had to pick a kicker before. You've never, as a head coach, had to settle on this is my guy. What methodology will you use to evaluate the kickers, and what criteria will you ultimately use to decide? Well, uh, there's going to be, I mean, production. I mean, those are a little bit easier thing to to quantify. I mean, it either goes inside the uprights or outside of them. You know, that kickoff either lands in the end zone or it doesn't. You know, and so. And then, and then also some of the competitive kicks that we have, we, we, we create different situations for all of our specialists. And so we probably put a little bit more weight, uh, a little bit higher valuation on those. And then, and then I'd be crazy not to heavily lean on the staff. I mean, our staff is so special teams heavy with, with guys that have tremendous experience coordinating all over, the, all over the country and have been in a lot of these. So it'll be a collaborative effort. What are you expecting out of C.D. Lamb this season, not only in terms of production, but also perhaps in terms of leadership, given his experience uh, out there? Yeah, he's got to be one of those guys that, that makes that that transition that I think all great teams have to have. Maybe a guy that's been a good player that that has not had to lead in the past because there's always been somebody there, and now all of a sudden there's nobody else there, and if you don't do it, nobody's going to do it. And it's that type of mentality. So. Uh, we've certainly seen bits and pieces from that. Uh, I think uh, the way he practiced this spring was just a one, just a great example. And uh, he's certainly been more conscious of the leadership and taking ownership of that group. But you know, certainly from a guy like him, you know, Nick Basquin, Calcaterra, Lee Moore, some of those guys that have been around here for a little while, we'll, we'll certainly need that from those guys. Great stuff as always from the coach. Let's wrap it up with a new defensive coordinator, Alex Grinch, and his meeting with the media. Well, and the, the magic word you said there was compete, and so you know the more bodies that you have, uh, you know, you know, not just competing for for starting spots, but competing for roles, uh, certainly is an, is an important element of things. You know, we didn't we didn't take a lot of stock in what's taken place in the past. That's the responsible thing to do. You know, open-minded uh, for those guys, fresh start. You know, just like uh, we expected them to have an open mind with, with our coaching staff, and so you know, took that approach. And like I said, that was a responsible thing to do. And then, then you add the, the the younger group of you know the incoming freshmen into that competitive mix. And so there, there's uh, probably more questions than answers at this point uh, as we go into fall camp. You know, in the best case scenario, you, you got to establish. You know, starters at, at, at every single one of your spots on defense. That doesn't happen very often, so this isn't unique. Um, but I, but I also think that 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 it's imperative that our guys, uh, on an individual basis, take stock in some of the the, the moments they've been in and, and some of the stages that they've performed in. And and um, I, I think uh, it, it, uh, it it's on on them to to, to kind of you know go back to those moments uh, from a confidence standpoint. So I've been in the arena. And so the more guys that have been in it, uh, again, can, can be uh, advantageous. So uh, a lot of work to do, though. Given your experience, would you rather have some safeties who really separate themselves, or do you want that competition flowing back and forth? Sure. I think in a perfect world that you, you say that the, these are our starters, and, and the, the gap is so wide that we would never take them off 
off the field. We were so comfortable with, with that individual. Um, and, and sometimes there's a little bit of fool's gold in that as a coach because it, once I, you know, that guy tweaks an ankle in practice and all of a sudden that two comes in and you say, well, that's not, that's not the guy that I thought we were going to have. And so you know, you're, what you're trying to do is have 22 guys that, that, that can compete on your defense, obviously more uh, best case scenario. But uh, um, so I, I think uh, um, you know, in, in, in terms of how do you feel, and no one cares how you feel as a coach, but how you feel as a coach, you, you like to have established guys that, that, that uh, um, you know, walking out there on, on you know, the, the first rep of a series. But uh, take advantage of the fact when maybe that you don't and then the competition is such that uh, you know, multiple guys could, could fill that role. And, 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 and the other side of that, too, is, is the benefit is you got more guys uh, having a viable role on your defense. Now, again, we won't take the starter out to put someone in that's uh, uh, not, not uh, competing at that same level. And so that, that's ultimately what we're working towards is get as many, as many guys on the defense to uh, you know, be, be in, the, in that mix to, to have, uh, uh, again, be, quote, unquote, be in the depth. So guys that not, not on the depth chart as a one or a two or a three, okay, I'm a two on the depth chart. Well, if we want to put you in the game, I, I wouldn't call yourself a two. That's called being there by default. So the more guys we have in the depth, truly in the depth that we use on Saturdays, the better off we'll be. Alex, uh, just uh, going through spring, you only have a certain amount of bodies. I know, especially defensive backs, you talked about how, how um, light you were there. What does it mean now just having a full class coming in now, being able to go through fall camp? Well, Sure, and I think uh, you know. Number one would be competition. You, you have more guys. That there's that that element of uh, you, you eliminate the survival element in practice, where it's okay just to survive a given a given drill, a, a given uh, you know a seven on seven period, an eleven on eleven period, and and and. And why can't you survive it? Because you're not performing enough to a certain level. There's another guy we can bring in for you, and a legitimate guy that we can bring in for you. You know, there, there's there's shot fakes in basketball, where there's head fakes in, in football too. Is when you take a guy out and you put someone in that he knows and you know is not capable of, of executing at a given level, um, then then it's not true competition that way. And so I think that's good. I mean, I I think uh, um, as we, as we move forward. Uh, uh, in, in, the, in, in the camp, having, having a, a full slate of guys from a health standpoint, and obviously given the, uh, uh, the, the young guys coming in, that, that'll be uh, uh, advantageous for us. Jimmy Carlson. Hey, Alex. At one point in the spring, you mentioned that if you could tattoo the defensive pass rank on your guys, you would. Uh, I, I didn't actually mean that, but. <laughs> I know, but the criticism—you you, were—you were pretty blunt when you felt like you know there was criticism with your guys. Sure. I assume that if you were like that with us, you were like that with them, being pretty honest. So, why? I mean, they're obviously aware of the struggles. Why do that? And how'd you how'd you balance that through the spring? And how will you balance it this season? Sure, and, and I think at this point, as you as you go in the fall, you know, starting now is. is you know, what, what's done is done. You know, we, we can't have any impact uh, on that. I, I think uh, you know we, we did we did workouts. You know, Coach Wiley in the weight room did did uh, did workouts that that, that uh, you know from a rep count standpoint added up to 129. Uh, as a reminder, and and I think uh, you know again as as we as we flip the. The page and, and the calendar goes on to August. It's on to 2019, and so that 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 no longer will be the emphasis. But I, I think it's just, you know, serves as a reminder um, that, you know, it it, uh, um, it it it's difficult to to play defense in 2019. You know, you're one play away from being average. Um, the the uh, the the nice thing about playing the type of offense that we do on a daily day to day basis is you really get um, a good evaluation in terms of where you're at. 
Um, but I, and, and really, uh, as much as anything, how we use that in the spring was just a, a, a constant reminder of why that rep's important, why that rep in, in the vigil's important, why that rep in uh, you know, a one-on-one period's important, why that rep. And again, you're not going to have success on every single rep, but you know, point being, are, are you getting the necessary feedback to be better the, 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 the following one? Um, and then on and on as you go through the, the, the course of a day. And so um, you, 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 can, you can use motivation in a number of different ways. Obviously, we, we err on the side of being positive, but that, that certainly is one. I think just as, as competitors, you're, you're trying to kind of you know, dig at their, their, their soul in, in terms of uh, uh, helping them uh, keep them motivated to, 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 as to why a, a day in April is so important to our success. I asked Lincoln about that, and he said it was hard. You've got to be real with it. Well, it is. It's a results business, and and so we, we can say we're getting better, and we, we can you know very very easy as a coach you can walk off the practice field every single day and feel great. I mean you 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 can convince you you can tell yourself the right story. We're getting better. We're getting better. And oh by the way, everybody else in the country is getting better. You know that that Tuesday practice in the spring when we say we're a better defense at Oklahoma than we were the previous Tuesday. Well, every offense in the country is better that Tuesday than they they were the previous Tuesday. So you 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 you, you got to make sure that you're dealing in in, in realism, you know, uh, type of deal. And then, and and they know that, um, and and we as coaches know that. We we got to be willing to say it's a tough day. We got to be willing to say it's not good enough. Um, and and at this point, that they've kind of come to the realization that, that, that we're willing to do those things. And um, I think for the most part, they've uh, responded to that. Jason Kersey. Yeah, hey, Alex. Um, you coming into this season as opposed to last season, you were not running the whole defense yourself. Do you feel reinvigorated this fall? Do you feel different coming in, knowing you're back in control of the defense uh, no, I, I was pretty uh, invigorated a, a season ago. But, the, you know, the one thing that, uh, you know, when your role changes and, and – um, I'll say this way, when your role changes, um, you, you, you kind of you know, uh, you try to be a star at the, the, the given role that uh, you're in at that time. But the thing I, I will say I found out, as much as I like football, I like leading. And, and so the, the opportunity, um, I guess go real big picture on this, when Coach Riley called and said you have an opportunity to, to, to run the defense at, at Oklahoma, um, that, 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 uh, that, that's one, if not the reason, you jump at it. Coach, obviously, uh, team struggled last year defensively. Uh, most of those guys are back uh, in this day and age, especially with social media and the negativity that comes at them. How have you gone about instilling confidence in these guys going forward? Well, and, and it's it's a great point, and, and the negativity never goes away. It's the best highlight or headline that you'll ever read is the is the negative one, and we're all drawn to that. And and, and obviously, to think that 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 our guys are. You know, somehow uh, caught in a bubble that they don't see it or hear it or feel it would be naive on our part. And so uh, it's kind of back, you know, back to you know, talking about you know, dealing in, in realism. You know, the, the outside world doesn't see you know, a, a summer workout uh, on, on a Monday morning. Uh, and they don't see that progress, but, but we as coaches do. And so it's important for us to, to, to highlight it. You know, what, what, if we're going to get uh, uh, you know, a, 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 a true evaluation of guys, we have to be very honest when it is the way we want it. You know, because we're going to be very honest when it's not the way uh, that we want it. And you just go through it, and, 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 and we find the numbers that, 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 that fit the, uh, uh, the, the story that we need to tell. You know, the success rate in one-on-ones, the success rate in seven-on-seven, the success rate in team. And when it's not good enough, we're going to use those numbers to our advantage as well. 
Um, and, and so um, I think that, that that's the biggest thing, especially until you're playing true Saturday games that, you know, there's a, there's, there's a, there's a scoreboard, it counts. Um, and obviously you evaluate those things a whole lot different than you do an off season. But um, again, be, being, being honest about, about the good as much as anything else. Uh, and there's been enough good to, 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 to get excited about. Not, not enough to, to say we're ready to play a football game today, though. Alex, uh, Neville lost a lot of weight in the spring. That was noticeable. And um, Calvin Thibodeau said, you know, Neville was a really quick guy even before he lost all that weight. So he kind of said it's not a huge difference for him. But uh, what's the – have you ever heard – has there been criticism against the defense that you run because defensive linemen are so light? And what's the biggest thing that you think people will notice when they watch this lighter – kind of looser defensive line play this ball. Yeah, it may be a little bit overstated uh, with, with some of the guys in term, terms of weight loss. I mean, I, I would say in, 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 you know, a 320-pound defensive lineman in this area of college football better still be able to make a play in space. You know? And so um, you, know, you want big guys, but you want big guys that can run. And so, but our confidence stems from in this scheme is when I was at the University of Missouri, we were in the SEC, and we, we were too small to, to, to compete in the SEC. And then we ended up having two... Uh, SEC defensive players of the year were, were undersized defensive linemen. So you take that scheme, the the the, the core of that scheme. Uh, Dave Steck was the defensive coordinator. Gary Pink was the head coach. Took the, the core of that scheme out to, to Washington State, and we had the defensive player of the year was a defensive undersized defensive lineman for us there. And so when you walk into Oklahoma, this isn't just you know let's let's try and see if we can get small and, and, and be faster and, and all those things. So there's a track record there of those those type of guys. Uh, having success, um, but certainly it, 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 what, what we're trying to, to accomplish, just like everybody else, is, is big speed, as much as we, we possibly can get. But to put on girth, again, I, I use the term fool's gold. Sometimes that that can be one as well as coaches. If we're just big, it's easy to get big. It, it's a lot harder to, to to have big guys moving around and making plays in the backfield. I know you haven't seen guys. Maybe it, maybe you'll notice it more here in a few weeks, but. Uh... How are how are those defensive linemen tracking as far as what you want to see? You mentioned the players in the past. I mean, sure. in terms of moving and making plays in space, right? And I, and, and I think when, when we uh, um, you know charted all those things, and obviously you can't sack a quarterback in spring, so we, we're a little bit liberal when we say we sack the quarterback. I don't know if we got jailed to the ground in a real world situation type of thing, but uh, in any event, you know TFLs and those those things, and you know um, so so you see some 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 progress. Uh, being made, but but when you when you do those things and you ask those guys to, to be productive and play fast, you know th- there, there's no hiding in the scheme either. If you're not making plays and you're just sitting at the line of scrimmage, then 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 obviously that's going to show uh, as well. But I think they're moving in the summer, moving in the spring. I think you're seeing signs of it, um, and and uh, obviously we'll continue to progress. And Coach Coach Tibbs does a phenomenal job with those guys, and so probably as much as anybody, you know, been been really impressed with that group. Uh, just just the. Um, uh, whatever it's, I guess buy-in would be the, the, the best way to describe it because you're asking them to do something maybe they didn't do do in the past and it was okay to be um, a little bit heavier and, and, and um, anybody trying to lose weight, it's not the easiest thing in the world. So in any event, uh, I've been pleased with that. Jalen Redmond, given his health situation, how much were you able to build a rapport with him, just get to know him, and how, how much are you looking forward to really get a chance to evaluate him on the field? Well, I, I'm certainly excited. You talk about big speed. I mean, he, he falls into to obviously that category, and that, that's about the extent of what I've seen from him. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen the football player yet, you know, with, with uh, 
uh, a true evaluation. So we're excited to get him out there in, in, in fall camp. By all the indication, we'll, we'll uh, be able to, to, to do that uh, from a health standpoint. Uh, things, are, things have checked out. Um, so, no, it, it's, it's another guy to, to add to the mix up front. And, and um, I think he, he's, he's itching to do just that. But, no, it's, it's, there's a guy, in the, you know, you're going through practices, you're going through meetings, and there's this, this, this guy over there in the corner you know, on the side of the room that's that that wait you know do uh, uh don't get to, to spend as much time with don't get a chance as much time to, to evaluate him and you know uh, not not that you're uh you know cast to the side as an injured player but you just you're not as involved in, in all the workouts and those things so it was good this summer to get him back out with the guys i'm sure he, he's uh he's itching at uh, to, to get back out there uh, uh here here when practice starts Alex, now that you've had a couple months to be on the road recruiting, what's been the biggest challenge trying to attract elite defensive recruits to OU, especially after the last couple of years? Um, well, well, number one, we got a tremendous product here. I mean, you're talking about, and, I, and I'll say it, uh, it as long as they allow me to coach at Oklahoma, this is 1% uh, in terms of the um, uh, programs in college football. There, there's... Uh, there's it, it's easy to you know, name, name off stats and all those things, but most people don't have... What we have, you want, you know, from from a, a historical standpoint, and then also uh, currently, you know, there, there's some people, there, there's an era in their programs that 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 uh, they were able to accomplish, you know, certain level of, of, of uh, you know, whether it's championship caliber football or, or individual awards and those things, and um, a lot of places, it's 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 you know, eras in the past. Well, that, that, that actually uh, is, is also the case here, but then there's a, an era after that one, and an era after that one, oh, by the way, we're, we're currently under elite leadership at, at Oklahoma. So believe me, there's a lot to sell. The problem, I think, when you, any time you take over is, is you're really reduced to every other coach out there and that you, it's just words, it's just talk, it's, just, it's, it's not tangible, it's not real yet. And so you say, this is what we're going to do, which, again, every coach in the country can say what we're going to do. You're, at that moment, you're a politician. You know, and nothing against a politician, but you can say basically you, you can there, there's there, you can say whatever you want to say, and, you, and obviously you 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 uh, you know, highlight some of your history, but the, you know the logos are different. It, it doesn't feel as tangible as uh, you know actually going out there and doing it. So that 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 that's critical for us to to, to show uh, well you know number one our, our our fan base, but number two you know uh, and, or one A one B is is showing these recruits that there's uh, you know the a product on the field that they want to be a part of. Yeah, Alex, asking Lincoln about the challenge a coordinator faces and in, in coming to a place like this, and, and well, any place for that matter, but prioritizing changing scheme versus changing attitude and, and mentality. And he, he landed on mentality is, is very, very critical, more so than, than the scheme. How is that going with you and your guys at this point? Well, you know, I think it's going good, but again, we, that, that scoreboard isn't real yet, you know, and so that that's something that's 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 always on, ongoing. But but yeah, when you take over, what do you change? You know, it's easy to change a call. You know, again, the, the scheme stuff a lot of times is the easiest thing to change because it's, it's just checkers, it's X's and O's, and, and all those things. It's a little bit harder to to, to change the hearts and, and, and the minds of the guys and all that. So, um, I think what what you're you're seeing just as you as you go through spring. I think you saw a little bit more of a confident group. I think you saw a little bit of guys that, that have an understanding that, you know, what, what we're practicing on a day-to-day -day basis, what we ultimately be asked to execute in the fall. They gain confidence. That, that means that, that meeting becomes more important when you understand that, that this isn't just a, 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 what we're doing in spring and then in fall we'll actually really install the stuff. Or, or, and then and, and subsequently as we go into to fall camp, that, that 
tomorrow morning's practice is the same stuff we'll be repping week five of the season, seven, you know, on and on and on. Um, and so in any event, then, then every day becomes a little bit more important to the guys, which helps uh, from, from that standpoint. Um, but it is, it, it, it's, it's attitudes. It, it's, uh, you know, b- believing in each other. It's trusting coaches. It's trusting each other. Um, you know, it, it, it turns out, you know, with, with all those facets, it, it's, it's a hard job to, 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 to change all those things in, in, a, in a short period of time. Can you get everything done in, in seven months? But you need to. You don't get graded on a curve. You know, no, no one cares that it's the first year of the defense. And, and so that's, that's one of the messages to, to, to the guys is we don't get a free pass because we, we changed scheme. You know? And so in any event, but uh, no, mentality is, uh, is critical. It, it's, it's, the scheme doesn't work. There's not a good call. There's not a good call if we don't play, play the game the right way or when things get tough, we cave. And so uh, all those things are something we constantly work on on a day-to-day basis. Coach, as remarkable as the offense has been, <clears throat> when the school, the name Oklahoma comes up, there's not much talk about the offense. It's always about what about that defense. What's the true potential of your defense to make significant improvement this year? Well, I, I think uh, you know you, you, you say what, what's what's the standard at Oklahoma, and 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 I said this uh, when when I first got here. Is what what the standard at Oklahoma is to, to be the, the the absolute best, and I, and I don't think a, a, a football program runs uh, the way it's supposed to run if you start saying, okay, we're going to be average on special teams, we're going to be elite on uh, offense, we'll be pretty good on defense, and you kind of start start moving the needle and in, 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 uh, or, or moving the expectations based on you know who your quarterback is that year or who well we graduated these guys, so this year this year if we struggle it's okay. Um, so, uh, you know, really don't deal in potential. The, the expectation here is to have a, an elite defense. Uh, the country's not going to care that, that uh, uh, we're, we're uh, uh, installing new. Um, the expectation in Oklahoma is to uh, compete and, and, and win championships. In order to do so, we feel like you've got to have uh, an elite defense to do that. And so that, that's what we're striving towards. Just one, where, where do you envision Buki playing at this year? Uh, Buki would be a nickel. Be a nickel. Yep. And then with Derek King and Dana waiting for you guys at the end of in the camp, is there even a more sense of urgency to kind of get the, get things going in the right direction? Well, and, and uh, a quality opponent right right out the gate, you know, and, and one that won't take it easy on you. I mean, you, you know, from uh, uh, play in, play out, um, they, they, uh, they expect to have success offensively. They're, they're going to be uh, very uh, – uh, uh, certainly high-powered and a talent, talented group. Um, and oh, by the way, you don't know exactly what they're going to be running because it's, it's, there's, there's, there's newness down there. You know, what, uh, um, you kind of take stock in what's in the past. So well, it will be a, a, a major, major challenge for us. And uh, so we got to take advantage of these next, uh, whatever it is, 30 days. All right, coming up either on Tuesday or Wednesday, we're going to have some of the players from – OU Media Day, but we also will have our first post-practice availability on Monday and Tuesday. So I'm going to head out. We'll hear from the offensive and the defensive coaches and try to get you a little bit more perspective from that coming up on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us. Kind of a 
special Sunday edition, but when you have media day, uh, you want to get out as much as you possibly can as soon as you possibly can. As always, you can subscribe by simply going to Soonersports.tv slash podcast right there on the player. Hover over it, and it'll give you a link for every single way in which you can subscribe to podcasts. Until early next week, this is Chris Plank signing off for the Sooner Sports Podcast saying have a great start to your week, and Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the Air. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.